Yes. Welcome back to the Mate How Good Was podcast with me, Josh. And uh, me, Dono. <laughs> good to, good to see. We, we spoke about the first podcast we did. And the first thing Dono said was, I paused quite a bit. Took a good, took a good like five seconds then to go. Well, you, didn't, you didn't even give me a prompt then. I just thought I thought he's going to go through like a little bit of an introduction. But you just completely throw me under the bus there. And maybe pause right from the start. Yeah, sorry, mate. How's your week been? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How about you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. We saw each other on Saturday, had a few beers together on Saturday. We we, we managed to spend, I don't know, reckon half an hour talking about how we're going to take over the world with this podcast. Yeah, um, that was a bit of a, that was a bit of tinfoil hat moment, wasn't it? Yeah, Outside, it was a few beers. I was fully believing it as well. So <laughs> let's see how this goes again. I can't wait to clip this up. You know, when Van, per- when Van Persie left, when Fergie left, um, and Van Persie was like, Man United will be winning titles again the next few years. Clip this up. <laughs> I can't wait to clip this up when we do actually rule the world in the next few years. Um, I'm surprised. I haven't actually, I haven't actually heard that since. So you would, I would expect a lot of fans to be clipping that up and sending it about, especially now, Jesus Christ. I reckon, I reckon people are doing the opposite because they're just like, oh, it's just so embarrassing. It probably happened four no or five really years, cares. four or five, six years ago and no one really cares anymore. Like United are way less relevant than they were 10, 11 years ago. Anyway, um, welcome back. So last week, so last week, well, actually this week, really, we released our, um, we released our mailbag. We hope you enjoyed our mailbag. Hope you, um, I hope you've disagreed with some stuff. Like send us angry messages and stuff if you have. Um, hmm. I hope you agreed with some of the stuff we said. You enjoyed some of our points. We are going to be doing. We are going to do those um, on like a, a relatively regular basis, but it's not going to be every week thing. We're going this week. Well, in this episode, we're going to go back to sort of the bread and butter. Um, but I just wanted to, Donald. I just wanted to let you know because I didn't know if you know this. Um, we actually had fifteen listeners before the mailbag was released over the course of the last like four or five days. So the so the social media so the social media plug oh. is going on in the back, mate. It's all working. We're getting massive. Do That's you know how huge. many fifteen individual listeners? Fifteen or individual just fifteen podcast listeners. Podcasts to, okay. All right. 15 yeah, individual that's listeners. Not- that's pre that's pre the mailbag coming out. So that's listening to like the mailbag part one and all, all like old episodes. Um I've got a question for you. Do you know how many countries we've been listened to? Listened in? How many countries have listened to us? Um it, in the last in the last yeah, seven days forever. or ever. Yeah, forever, forever. Um, yeah. five. Thirty-eight. Wow. Thirty-eight countries. We 38. are can you, can you name them all? Nope. England. That's how big we are. Don't really England. care. Scotland. No, United Kingdom counts as one. <laughs> United Kingdom counts as one. So more than let's say forty countries. Um but what we're going to do, if you haven't listened to our podcast before, well, thank you for listening today. Uh, Lewis, again, is still alive, but he's still not here. Marathon training's going well. He's, do you follow him on Strava or not? Nah, what's the point? He was he was saying um, he was saying he was slowing down the case and he looked like he got 24 in this weekend. So shout out to you, Lewis. Um, he's not even doing it for charity. I was going to say we could share the charity link, but he's just doing it for shits and gigs as opposed to charity. Um, so so what's he running again? Sorry, he's running the marathon. London Marathon. No, no, Goodwood. He's good, like, as in, Goodwood Marathon. Is, yeah, which is like the track of Goodwood. With the horses. Like, yeah, with the horses. Yeah. <laughs> he apparently, uh, with the horses, and rumour has it that he was the guy from the horse video on Twitter. Did you watch that? Oh, yeah, I did see that. I did thought I recognised his bum. <laughs> Great bum. 
That is how. What do you reckon is like the the worst level of anxiety? Like waking up and knowing that there's a video of you like being <laughs> shared, being shared, fucked by a horse, or or the anxiety you've we felt on Sunday morning going, mate, we're gonna take over the world. <laughs> I reckon horse. <laughs> it's it's got yeah, it's pretty close. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the horse. Um, I can't imagine the, <laughs> imagine the anxiety. Nah, you're a fucking wrong one, mate. I'm not being funny, right? But like, if you, whatever people want to get up to in their private like lives is, well, I wouldn't say not ever, whatever they want to get up to, but it's kind of up to you. But I mean, fucking a horse is a bit far, isn't it? Or not even, not even fucking a horse, getting fucked by a horse is a bit far. Yeah. I mean, uh, I decided, yeah, no. <laughs> what? I was going to say you something do? really bad then. So let's just skip this bit. Let's keep going. Yeah, right, sweet. So we've gone past horses. So let's talk about the weekend. Let's talk about the weekend of football. So I was I was actually thinking about back about all of it. And it was kind of like um did you I mean Spurs Wolves, we'll start with that. Did you expect Spurs to take anything? Because I was kind of thinking, oh, there were some really unexpected results on the weekend. And then that was the one that I was sort of like, is it? I, I don't know if it is or it isn't. Um No, probably I didn't. Ex- I, I didn't expect them to to win it. To be honest with you, not with all of the injuries and suspensions they've got at the moment. Um, especially considering they play a really high line and the way Wolves are playing at the moment, getting in behind with um, with Neto in particular. There, there. I was expecting them, especially being at home, to get something from the game. If I when I saw because I'd only watched the second half when I flicked it on Spurs or one 0 up, I was thinking this is a hell of a result if they can pull this off, but. The two goals from Wolves. Wow. Mm. Also, do you know Neto's injured, by the way? Did he not play? No. <laughs> well, prior to the game, that's what I was thinking anyway. <laughs> no. But, but yeah. no, the, the first goal from Sarabia, wow. I was saying to... He's a player. Yeah, I was saying to the cat when I was watching it, um, <laughs> the touch and then the finish, you probably won't see a more aesthetically pleasing goal this season. Yeah. He's go. like That's a big shout of the day. <laughs> he's a he's a weird one, Sarabia, because he was like he was top when he was at like Sevilla, and then went to PSG and it sort of drifted a little bit, and then played at Sport in Lisbon, had a really good season there, and now he's at Wolves. Just like not the type of player you expect to see in the Premier League. You know, like I would, I would yeah. never like if like even however many years ago, I would have never expected Isco to be in the Premier League. Do, do you know what I mean? Like he just feels like one of those. It's weird he's here. Yeah. I've not really seen him much for Wolves other than that goal, I thought. But yeah, he came with quite a big reputation, didn't he? I know obviously he yeah. didn't do, quite, do, that very, do that well at, at PSG, but he went there for quite a lot of money. So Who does do well at PSG? Who who, who actually who do you look at and go out and do they've done? Yeah, but Mbappe, yeah, but Mbappe, would, do, Mbappe would do that anywhere. I, like, doing I don't... well at PSG, winning something other than the league as well as the league. Yeah. Yeah, winning something other than the league and putting in sort of big performances for your club on a European stage. Yeah. I mean, like, if you, if you take it outside of the superstars, there's, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, f- fuck PSG. I don't want to talk about them. Um, yeah, that's boring. And then the three o'clocks on Monday sort of felt like it was just routine across the board, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, just it just felt Arsenal winning, United winning, that type of thing. It just felt like, well, I say United winning every team, but as in, like, that felt like everything that you expected to happen happened, right? Yeah. I mean, so, Ever- Everton result was good. Um, yeah, that's true. Winning away at Palace is pretty pretty tough. Um, 
But if you did, you watch the part? Did you watch? Well, I watched. The I haven't seen. No, I didn't see the Everton Palace highlights. Nah, nah. It was a bit, bit kamikaze defending at points. But yeah, I thought Everton looked good for good for the three points. The uh, yeah, you need to see the um, the Tarkovsky error for one of the Palace goals is so bad. Obviously, thinks Pickford's coming. Doesn't must not get a shout, but still leaves it anyway. Pickford's going absolutely nuts, mate. <laughs> he is Pickford is. Pickford is short back and stomping, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? Like he is, I bet he gets, he gets really angry and listens to Gabba, doesn't he? I would not want to, yeah. He, yeah, I don't know. Do you like Pickford? I feel like I love him in an England shirt, but the rest of the times I'm just like, oh, I don't know. You would love him if he was at your club. But then again, yeah, no, you would. I think he's, I think he's a class character, especially for England. I love it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you would wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Although I don't, although I feel like he'd be that bloke if you were, if there was like a fight on a night out, would be at the back, like just lobbing, like lobbing drinks at someone or shouting at people, not actually being the one they're fighting. From all my fighting experience, behind, yeah. yeah, from all my fighting experience, all the people I've knocked out, like yeah, like so basically I've knocked out fucking loads of people. Um, <laughs> Sean Dyche's beard, what are we thinking? He clipped it up though for the game, didn't he? Yeah. He looked like the hardest geezer. He's got the hardest geezer beard. Yeah. He's definitely been watching him, hasn't he? <laughs> How has he managed to grow that out? I swear, like, last week he was, it was looking fine. And then all of a sudden I see his one photo of him in training. It looks like he's been growing it for six months. Yeah. Hard bastard, mate. Hard bastard. Nah. Someone, I like, I like someone, the look. Still, someone still needs to get him a strepsil as well. Yeah, that I'm voice is... <laughs> Uh, uh, Big John McGinn as well just on the new coat thing Big John McGinn taking the piss on and off the pitch isn't he mate what a player he was he was he was immense yesterday there's a few games that he where he completely takes the game by the scruff of the neck and just everything goes through him and this weekend was another example of that he was absolutely quality unplayable stamina 99 on pairs I'd say <laughs> I've um, I've heard so I was listening to a podcast um, talking about him the other day and said that like um, in fact it was today they were saying about how he sort of was brilliant for a point and then dropped off and now he's brilliant again and they were sort of saying that it felt at points at Villa a few years ago that him and Grealish were both fighting to be the main man not intentionally not not as in like it. intentionally but they were fighting to be the main man and now he's kind of got it but I still don't think no. I know he's captain I don't think he's the main I, I <sighs> I mean, it was. I mean, it was Michael. I heard Richards. he said that. Yeah, yeah Michael Richards. Yeah, he's nah. probably got more knowledge than us. But I don't feel like that's. Just, I don't feel like that's him. I don't know. But obviously, I haven't got a fucking clue. I don't know. Him, but no, nah, not at all. That's not him as a captain either. He's not the. He's not like the one that's running around screaming at players. He's kind of like knuckles down, leading yeah. by example, kind of kind of captain. So I heard that as well, and just thought you obviously don't watch Villa much to think that. Yeah. So. Yeah, nah, he definitely is. I wouldn't even say he's the main man for us now. He's not even probably the main midfielder for us now. Douglas Louise is the main man. So, yeah, nah, brilliant though. I loved him. I voted yeah, him for the on Twitter poll for man of the match yesterday, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to Saturday, do you think there's ever been, do you think there's ever been a player that has been top scorer in the Champions League but hasn't managed to get a league goal? Do you think like Hoyland? Hoyland must be the first. Hoyland must be the first. Oh, ever. right. At this, at this point, to be top, to be top, top scorer in the Champions League. You see, it's five goals in the Champions League. Five and well, four you're get out in the Champions, Champions League, League soon, so it's going to be relevant. 
Yeah, I know he's not going to win it by this point, but who who the fuck has ever been top scorer in the Champions League more than three games in and not scored a Premier League goal? How he didn't score on the weekend? Hit the blo- Honestly, the bloke's cursed. The bloke is genuinely he looks good, cursed. Though. Oh, he's class. He does look good. He's I think the, he still looks quite raw though. Yeah, but it's but also I I think it's he's got a fucking horrible job because yeah. we've got extremely unprodu- we've got extremely unproductive wingers at the moment and we mm-hmm. were crying out for a striker so we've got one that we've put a lot of money into so automatically the expectation levels are going to be quite high but he's 20 he, do you know what I mean he's he's not he shouldn't be starting week in week out for us although he is very good there should be no. how why we didn't buy two I'll never understand but yeah he looks really really good um I was listening earlier that we've actually, I think we're the most informed side in the Premier League. How fucking mental is that? Won four out of the last five. If you take over the last five games, you won four out of the last five games. That is fucking mental, isn't it? Trying to think how many games we won now. You lost to Forest and you drew oh, with someone else? Oh yeah, we lost to Forest. All right, yeah, okay, all right. That's mental, isn't it? Because it is, because uh, to be fair, I've, uh, Luton at home Luton at home is about as easy Luton at home is as easy as it gets other than Sheffield United at home but it was it was it's just finishing is so bad like this the, yeah. if we could put the ball in the back of the net we'd still be quite shit but we'd be less shit obviously so quite an obvious thing to say but if we were more efficient in front of goal it would make a, honestly I think it would make a big difference where we are this year our top, top, Scott McTominay is our top goal scorer I think between our front line I think we scored one goal this season, and that was Rashford away at Arsenal. What um, what do you think is the what thing is the problem for not scoring goals? Do you think it's just Rashford's form? Um, no, I don't. Just I think Rashford. Well, there's a few things. Rashford for, Rashford's form is one. Hoyland Hoyland is Hoyland is raw. Hoyland, Hoyland is young and raw, and I and I think he needs like he needs to be given time. This it's not FIFA. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. He needs to be give, yeah. given time to adapt and stuff like that. I do find it odd that he is doing so well in Europe and not in the Premier League, but odd in a good way. Like, I didn't expect him to do particularly well in either. I expect him to get eight or nine goals this year, just not be particularly prolific. But yeah. um, And the other side is our right-hand side is wank. Like, like there's, like, if you... Our right wingers are Anthony, who I've already said before, I don't rate. Like, I, I nothing, like, there's nothing, there's no malice against him. I just don't think he's very good. Sancho's situation is a shambles. And... And he, the the thing I do find weird about Ten Hag is Pelistri looks good every time he plays. Whenever I see Pelistri, I'm really I'm really impressed by him. But he just never gets minutes. Garnacho yeah. Garnacho Garnacho looks like he's gone off the boil a little bit as well. But again, I feel very harsh saying that because he's only twenty. He's just he's always going to be inconsistent. But like when you actually look at our front, if you take away if you take away well if you take away Hoyland, how many other clubs would any of our front lines start for? Rashford, Rashford, Rashford in form, yeah, yeah. But if you took it this season out of these twelve games, who, where would and if you if you were to say right, Anthony's got to go to another Premier League squad, or Pelistri, or Sancho, yeah, kind of, kind of not, but he's, he's a bit different because he's not on the side. Garnacho is obviously young, so I think it's harsh to judge him, judge him into it. But Rashford as well, the way he's been playing this season, they're playing for mid-table clubs. Yeah, just thinking now, like. When when you said Anthony, uh, let's say Anthony. Anthony's probably the only one that you could say is that like a decent sample size that you could say uh, this season. Yeah, that would be able to judge him off. I'd probably say yeah, like mid table, like yeah. a like a Palace maybe. Yeah. Probably play ahead of Jordan Ayew. Exactly. Probably not as productive as Jordan Ayew is, but and that's not even. But the thing is, is that's not even a like that's not a 
joke, is it? It's mental, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. It's that's, that's not like a. But it might sound outlandish because one's twenty-two-year-old, eighty-nine million-pound winger, and one is Jordan Ayew. But that that's the reality. Like that's the reality of it. The squad, yeah. the squad just isn't great. Like, as in, if you look at the teams below us, if you look at the teams in and around us, I take the majority of their. I take the RB. I take the RB ahead of all of our wingers. I take Watkins. I take Watkins ahead of Hoyland. Maybe not for long. Yeah. Maybe not for like a long term thing. But if you were like right for the rest of the season, you can have Hoyland or Watkins. I'm taking Watkins every single day of the week. Right? Even yeah. over five years, it's I'd easy to Watkins. say that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But that, but that's that's the difference. Is you look at at Brighton, I would take at least a couple. I would take at least a couple of theirs. You look at Villa, I would take a couple of theirs. You look at West Ham, I'd fuck. I take I take Kudos or Bowen uh, at United. Yeah. Like it's not that the the squad just isn't great, and but I I think it can be better. I think it, I think it can be better. It's just it's it's weird. It's been a, such a weird season because the reason if you actually look like points wise, Champions League is a disaster. Champions League is a disaster. Points wise in the Premier League, we're not actually doing that bad. But the issue is, is we haven't drawn a game. We've won or lost every game this season. We've lost nine games this season. But we've still got twenty-one points. Yeah, that's fucking mental. That's the problem. You want to, you, you need to pick up a few, a few more draws, and it, and it starts to look a lot better, yeah. doesn't it? It is, it's, it is difficult. Like you, you always see the teams that have got no draws, either so far at the table or right down the bottom. Yeah. If we, if we drew with Arsenal and Spurs, which we, as Arsenal, we, I mean, obviously Arsenal ended up three-one, but we could have drawn with Arsenal. Probably could have drawn with Spurs. It would have been a different thing. But anyway, it is what it is. But that that's so that was that's Saturday. Obviously Newcastle lost as well, which is like funny. Um but I mean they're they're crippled, didn't they, by injuries. They've got they like everyone's out. Yeah, but they had like ample opportunity to make the squad bigger. Like I don't I don't think their squad's big enough for the Champions League at the start of the season anyway. Yeah, agreed. It's hard, it's so hard though, because if you it, <laughs> I don't want two players in every position, don't yeah. you? As soon as you lose one of those players, you're back to like bare, you're like back to like a Paul like quite a thin squad. So Paul Dummett in the Premier League, Paul Dummett in the Champions League. Yeah. Oh, Paul Dummett against Man United <laughs> in the Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that was that was comical, man. Yeah, that is the funniest back four I've ever seen. Yeah. Who was it? Who was the? Oh. Uh I think Livermento Liver, Dummett. Um, they had like six fullbacks on, didn't they? Livermento, Dummett, Kraft. 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 Wow. He is Kraft. awful. That's Steve Brees all over. Yeah. That's shocking. Um, anyway, that's dumb. I don't want to talk about Newcastle. Um, bad memories. But, I mean, yesterday. Yesterday's the one, didn't it? How uh, yesterday's game of the wow. yesterday's game of the season? It could be game of the last five to ten seasons. It was fucking unbelievable, wasn't it? I uh, was eating my dinner during the first half, so I missed the first half. Wow. Turned on a half time. Yeah, turned on a half time. Hold on, what time do you have your dinner? Half four. That. How old are you? <laughs> it's Sunday, isn't it? I was having a roast. I didn't cook it. Yeah, I had a roast. To be fair, I had it at six, but I had the football on in the background. I was watching the football eating roast. It, it would have been um, it would have been Sunday lunch, which is like two o'clock normally, but Villa were playing, and I had to watch it on teletext because obviously you can't watch it in the UK. So yeah, yeah I had yeah. to watch it on teletext. Yeah, Amazon, 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 and then. <laughs> 
Yep, yeah. I was in teletext. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, I had, my, I had my dinner after that. Yeah. So, no, I didn't watch the first half. Um, but the second half, wow. I'm real. Yeah, what the second half? Was the first half as good? I imagine yeah, it was. quality. Yeah, it was quality. It was, it was so, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was just such a good game because it was like basketball. It was honestly like end-to-end the whole yeah. time. And Turnovers? Yeah, turn, turnovers, defensive block. Defense was on Defense was on A1. No, defense was on whatever oh, the nice. sh- opposite of A1 is. Shit. Offense was A1. Um, just both teams just going at it. And the thing is, is Chelsea... Chelsea are getting a lot of plaudits and and City not as much, but both teams look really good. They're like the thing is, is, both teams look really really good. Like going forward, they both look really yeah. strong. Obviously, defensively not ideal, but they look pretty. They look really strong. Do you seen? Have you seen? Obviously, I know you said you missed first half, but the penalty. What are your thoughts? The Kukurea Harlem one. Did you see it? Oh, yeah, no, the bollocks, bollocks in it. I'm not having it. VAR shite in it. It's. <sighs> It's funny, isn't it? I, I, I can't bother to talk about VAR, really, if we can avoid it. Yeah, um, I'll avoid it. Our, our good mate who we spoke about last week, the little bitch, um, changed his tune this week, I did notice. Publicity stunt, isn't it? it is, if I speak. Publicity stunt. He's done well, though, because people are lapsing it up. It's a publicity stunt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk... Fine, let's not talk about VAR. Um, wh- oh, no. One more, one more, one more, one more. Yeah, go Thanks. on. The... The um, the handball that when the board crossed the line. Oh my god! I, I, if that, I honestly think that would have been worse than the goal that was onside. It, it it could be worse. It was so bad. It was such. How can you? It's it's like oh right the so, so right there's twenty two footballers on the pitch and um everyone's come to pay and watch them play football. I could make it all about me instead, you know. Like it's <laughs> literally like what the fuck are they thinking? The ball's crossed the line. We watched like six replays of the ball touching oh. his hand up behind the line. I was thinking they can't be reviewing this still. Like it must just be the time taken between them telling the referee, like, no, nah, the ball's crossed the line. There's no help. They go through all they go through like a script, don't they? Yeah. From the audio that we've heard before. Yeah. So I'm just assuming they just left the video playing and they were just sat there watching it on Sky and the video's playing and everyone's going, Oh my god, they're still looking at it. Yeah. How can they possibly still be looking at it? But obviously if you had the audio, you wouldn't it wouldn't be an issue. Nah. We wouldn't be sat there thinking, Oh my god, they're still looking at this <laughs> ball with the balls in the back of the net. It's mental. And and do, do you know that that has just reminded me, I don't want to talk about VAR too. I don't want to actually talk about VAR itself. What the fuck is Mike Dean doing on Sky Sports? Helmet. He's a he- uh, th- right. I don't know. I'm not going to criticize him because I don't know him personally too much. But as a presenter, he literally just he just comes across as the most arrogant human being. Yeah, and you think he is arrogant. Yeah, and that's the, I don't. I d- the whole point is refs. Refs are not refs are not particularly popular at the moment because they are they're seen as like the people who are trying to be arrogant and be the stars of the show. And VAR is trying to make it all about them. And Sky go right. We need someone to come in and talk about refereeing, which we shouldn't be talking about anyway. Like, there's no point of. Looking at a football match, should we be analysing, getting a referee to analyse another referee? It's fucking stupid. But also, if you are going to do that, get Mark Halsey. Mark Halsey comes on and comments comments on stuff every now and again. He seems like a really nice, really normal bloke. Mike Dean is so arrogant. I just, I dislike refs more. Like, I I listen to him speak and and he also never gives an opinion. If he's being reviewed, he's like, well, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know. He could give it both ways here. And then when he gives it, he goes, yeah, 
I agree, definite penalty. When he doesn't give a goes, yeah, I agree, no <laughs> penalty. It, honestly, he's the one. Me and my me and my dad were watching Soccer Saturday last week, and he was like, "Watch him. He will. He will. He'll sit on the fence, and then he'll agree afterwards." And we were literally like laughing out loud the whole time because it's so textbook. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like the guy. I think he's well arrogant. Always wasn't arrogant. He's so arrogant, just like his body language yeah. when he was refing. It would everything would be like straight arm, yeah. like puffing his chest out, running weird, like running yeah. like an ostrich. What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> and then that remember that Spurs goal when he's like giving it the big yeah, one when he's with doing both the big his two arms hands. out. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, idiot. Why do you need to be? You don't need to be down there. It's also cameras there. I'll better get involved. Do you remember Garth Grits? It's not about you, Mike. It's not about you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I loved it the other week when Paul Merson put him in his place. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Mer- Even yeah. then, he, wasn't he? he was just chirping. Yeah. Off. Sh- shut yeah, up. Yeah, Paul, no. Yeah, no, no, Paul. Yeah, sorry, Paul. Yeah, some people just don't understand. No, Mike, it's not people not understanding. It's you being a fucking idiot and wrong. Just hold your hand up and go, <laughs> yes, okay, I understand. I was wrong. It's just like people can't accept this fault. Everyone makes mistakes, but it's like the refereeing and stuff. They just can't accept it. It's an arrogance to it. Right. Bored of that. Let's talk about a real bad man. Cole Palmer. <laughs> Cole Palmer, mate. mate. He is. I've watched that Clark's video about a hundred times. <laughs> Every time I, not, not even intention though. Every time I open Twitter or Instagram, it's, I just see those boots hanging from the scene. I'm like, right, it's coming again, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, mate, it just reminds me of that John Stones video where he did the uh, uh, Wagwan Generals. That's it, isn't it? Oh, mate, he cracks me up. I, I, yeah. Cole Palmer as a player. Yeah, wow. He's, a player. Yeah. he's looking good, isn't he? Yeah, he looks... Uh, he looks good the other week as well. I know all four of his goals are penalties, but he... he that That is a proof that stats don't show you how good a footballer is because I think he's a really strong. I think he's a really, really good since he's coming. He sort of ties, it feels like he ties everything up a little bit more. I mean, that front, the front three yesterday mm. were, the front three yesterday were brilliant. Sterling was outstanding as well, I thought. Yeah. I've, I've never, I don't think I've, I, I can't remember a time where I've watched the game and gone, oof, the car walker's a bit tied up here. Yeah. The, 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 the thing yeah. is, the thing is, in the first half, Carragher said, Carragher went, um, Nicholas Jackson tried to just knock it around Walker and get in here. Oh, he hasn't been here long enough. He doesn't know. You don't just knock it and go around Carl Walker. And Sterling, <laughs> Sterling proceeded to do it about six or seven times in the second half. <laughs> Mate, that's so... Yeah. He's, he's, I think Carl Walker has these little periods, though. He did this last season. At the start of the season, he was looking a bit suspect. Yeah. Just before the World Cup, and we were thinking, I don't know if he's going to start for England. And then to I think it, uh, well during the World Cup he was outstanding, yeah. and then at the second half of the season again immense. Yeah. So it's just one of them days, and I always find Chelsea whenever they play one of the big six yeah. at Stamford Bridge they always turn up. They've I mean, did you see their record? I think they've scored 12, 12 goals in four games against the big six, and eight goals in ten games against the rest of the league, or something, or ten and eight against the rest of the league. It's absolutely mental. It's mad, yeah. The fin- the finishing in the games prior to playing Tottenham and Man City was horrendous. Yeah, they played us, and I reckon they, off the top of my head, they must have had ten, fifteen chances, like good chances, and obviously didn't score. But then they were like getting the ball in like such good positions, but yeah. it was like, who's that right back they got? Gusto. Oh, oh he, he is terrible. He is awful. He is, yeah, he's awful, man. I don't like. I don't. Pro- he must be. He must be young. He's probably got. He's probably like ninety rated on FIFA. 
He um, what are they called? What are those ones you get? The fucking the wizard wizard um, cards. Yeah, that's the one. He um, um, everything he nah, does. Everything he does is in bad taste as well, which if you speak Spanish, you'll understand how funny that is. Ah. Uh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, of course, my Duolingo. I've got to fire that back up again. Yeah, how are you getting on? Um, Zero, zero streak, actually. Really? I've just cancelled my Duolingo Plus. Wow. Yeah, I'm a hun- I know. I'm 102 days of German now. Sorry, so just how many freezes? Uh... I prefer not to speak because exactly speak, two, 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 two. One was on a stag as well. Two, yeah, right. Should have fucking laid on a stag that was on the old beers, wasn't I? Could the old Duolingo was on the old beers. Right. Anyway, back to uh, before you interrupt me. There, I was actually going to do something really smooth, right? Because I was going to go. I was going to transition on. from talking about German to talking about Harry Kane. So last week on a podcast, well, oh, I keep saying last week, last podcast on the mailbag which if you haven't listened to, listen to it, please. Um, I, we said, both of us agreed that England would be worse off without Jude than they would be without Harry Kane. And I had a real think about it and I thought, that's bollocks. That is bollocks. We'd be so much worse without Kane. Have you seen his records? Have you seen his Bundesliga record? Mate, mate he's got... Mate, I'm not having the mate, Bundesliga. Mate, he's got 17 goals and five assists. He's got 22 yeah. goals in, in 11 games. You might not be having the Bundesliga, right? But... I was thinking about it. I think Madison Madison would come Madison would come in and do an okay job in comparison. There is no one oh, that can offer. There's, but there's yeah, but there's no one that can offer us anywhere near as much as Kane can. Kane Kane, yeah. Kane is Kane at the moment is the best striker in the world. He's better than he's better than Haaland at the moment. Yeah, but Jude Bellingham is the best player in the world, so and he could play as a striker. Oh no, Harry Kane's gone. We'll just get the best player in the world. To yeah, play but the replace. Yeah, well, well fine. Was well, the best player? Not, it's probably arguably the best and the second best player in the world at the moment. But it's the quality of replacement. Do you know what I mean? If you if you're like, oh right, who's your replacement for Jude Bellingham? Oh, it was an extremely informed but now injured James Madison. Oh, who's your replacement for Harry Kane? Oh, it's Sammy Parkin. Do you know what I mean? It's slightly different context, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Who comes in? Super Sammy Parkin. Does he come in? Um, I don't think I think without Jude that midfield is so much weaker I was thinking about this earlier actually because I was thinking um, if you're looking at the, like us and France yeah say us and France are the two favourites for the Euros yeah our midfield against that is without Jude I don't think it stacks up and I think that's what you're going to need if you come up against them yeah, if you can't if the count win the battle in the midfield we're going to be fucked their midfield is very good their midfield is, is good. Their, their midfield is very, very good, but I feel like not Griezmann Griezmann always plays so well for France. When and he plays in like a he plays in like in behind the striker, but also kind of makes it a three. And then Chuamani and Camavinga are quality as well. So That's it. So if we had a three, who would it be? It would be Rice, Jude and Fuck knows. Phillips. Fuck knows. Henderson. Yeah, None man. of those are, are starting ahead of Camavinga or Chiumeni. Yeah, agreed. And then so you lose Jude, it's just Rice, really. And Madison. Whereas, if you lose Kane, there are goal scorers that we can bring in. Watkins. The very informed Ollie Watkins. What about Eddie and Ketty? Um, who I think uh, I think would do, if, he, if we had to, if we had to sub Kane out, obviously, I think he'd be, he'd be the, for me, the next yeah. one. But, should be should be a few people that expect Tony to come, come yeah. back in. I tell you as soon what, as he's what we'll do is what we'll do is once once this comes out, we'll open a poll up. We'll open a poll up. Would you rather have Watkins and Jude 
or Madison and Kane. Right. I think we should call it there on talking about the weekends in football. Dono. Thank God. Dono or Peanut, what would you rather be called? I'll just, no, not, maybe not Peanut. Maybe just, we'll keep that for the Xbox. <laughs> All right. That's cool. We're 30 years old. It's not, it's not old. the Peanut, it's, it's Refreshing Peanut. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm, okay. First name Refreshing, last name Peanut. That's tragic, isn't it? It is tragic. Don't you find it weird how you still enjoy things like Xbox? Like I, I played a game of FIFA yesterday and lost, and I got, no. a me- I got a message saying get. I got a message saying get good, and I was like, "Fucking hell, this person could be like 12. I was like, "It could <laughs> also be thirty. Bernini sculpture of a goal, Pablo. It's perfection. If it had missed the target, you could have hardly blamed him. But he takes all of the responsibility on his own shoulders. He guides it heavenly." It's a magisterial hit by an right. artist. We can football done. We're here now. We're here for the big business. We're here for for we're here for what we're here for. We're here for what the the, the thirty eight countries of fans are here for. Right. We're going to talk about. We're going to talk about someone. Let's before we talk. Did, did you like him? Yeah, I think this is my recommendation. Was it not? Yeah, it was. So clearly, you did like him. Yeah, I liked them. I liked them. They're a bit of a. They're a cult player in my head from when we were kids, um, especially video game wise. Yeah, um, that's the first thing I think about when I think about this player. Yeah, is the cover of a video game um, and the stats of a video game. Yeah, that might give it away a little bit. But uh, I, well, yeah, I, I, I also, I also think I also think the fact that the the podcast is going to go out with the title might give it away as well. But um, this oh, yeah. for the first player of season three. We are talking. We are going to ask a question. Answer the question, mate. How good was Adriano? Oh, what a player! <laughs> what a player! What a, what a like the um like the poetic the poeticness of football. Like the all of that. I feel like he sums up all of it. He he, he just sums up all of it. And I'm I can't wait to start talking about him. I can't wait to start talking about goals. Can't wait to talk about the highs. I can't. Well, I can wait to talk about the lows. I'm not like, yes, get in the really shit part of his life. Can't wait to talk about <laughs> there's that. There's a lot of lows. Yeah, there's a lot of lows. Um, right, it's quite a sad, it's quite a sad story actually, old Adriano. But yeah, yeah um, really sad. We'll story. start off from the beginning. So, started his uh, career in Flamengo. He yeah. was he wasn't there long before he got picked up by Italian giants, arguably the biggest club in Italy. Would we say? Uh Oh no! I th- nah, I I nah, I I love it now. If you were to ask me what Italian side I I, I love, I would say Inter. But it has to be between it has uh, to be yeah. Milan. Five Jeez. European titles. If you talk about greatest sides ever, you'd think of that Milan side ahead of Hullet, Rijkaard, Van Basten. That side. Anyway, nah, yeah, agreed. Anyway, so we went. Sorry, to I was just trying. To, no, I was no. just trying to put you in the spot there. Yeah, no, it's fine. So, so yeah. Short move to uh, across the pond to Inter Milan. Yeah. Um, has a few games at Inter Milan before he's then deemed surplus to requirements Ooh. for the season. Ooh. Sent out on loan to Fiorentina. Beautiful. Beautiful part of the world. Not a massive, not a massive success at Fiorentina before then he's sent out to Parma on loan. Great ham. Um, obviously, that Parma side was was pretty good. Yeah. The likes of 
Adrian Mutu, the raging baghead up front with him. Some players, um, some players were doing magic on the pitch while Adrian Mutu was doing magic <laughs> off the pitch. Um, obviously caught the eye of Inter Milan again, sent back to Inter Milan. I say sent back, obviously they bought him yeah, for money. Yeah. He wasn't sent back. They were like, oh my God, Ad- like Adriano, like- you're so good. Right, you're going back. It's not like an ASOS I delivery mean- when you get in the wrong size. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell all right can you come and collect your <laughs> can you come and collect your adriano from the depot <laughs> i mean italian football's pretty corrupt i wouldn't be surprised if they were sending him here there and everywhere there's so. some weird there's um, some weird shit that speaking of like the corrupt and just weirdness we'll talk about in this there's some weird stuff that happens in italian football really weird very strange yeah um so yeah goes to inter milan hits the ground running absolutely flying um doing great both domestically and internationally and then he kind of has a moment um which is quite sad and then he's sent out to sao paulo on loan um does quite well actually um and then comes back to inter but it's just not it's just not working for him again um so then he goes back to flamengo where he starts his career um does okay yeah we find and then comes back to to Europe for what seems to be a second chance. Again, terrible, um, which we'll go through. Then he finishes his career with Corinthians, then Flamengo. Then he has a very short, short stint at two other clubs, uh, Alatico Piranese, which is... Anarese, I think it is. There we go. You should be reading. I just speak Portuguese. Out Italian, Portuguese. Spanish, Portuguese, <laughs> all same tomato, same. tomato, isn't it? Yeah, all the same, isn't it? Before finishing his career at Miami United, rock on, dude. <laughs> Miami United, they're, they're rad, dude. Oh, yeah, all right. So, for the uh, Miami Ultras out there, what a massive club they yeah. are. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that pause. Yeah. I've just I've I've ripped you in the first I've ripped you in the beginning for the massive pauses, but I've just come in with a with a massive one myself. Um right, let's talk about let's take it back to the beginning. So he's so Adriano brought up in the favelas, um, had a really, really, really tough upbringing, but said he loved his childhood. Like loved his childhood. And he also said, I read a quote about him now. He said he benefited from having a real childhood, not this bullshit tap, oh, tap, 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 tap that the kids do now. <laughs> On the iPad, <laughs> he's um, he's not wrong. No, he isn't wrong. No, he isn't wrong. I always, I always feel. I like... mean, would you rather go out of an iPad or in the favelas of Brazil? <laughs> Probably an iPad, to be honest. But <laughs> yeah, to be I'd honest. also rather be Adriano than some entitled twat with a playing tap 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 trillionaire on their iPad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's quite a it's quite a Brexit view, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it Maybe is. we should call him Adrian. <laughs> 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 not quite Adriano not those views he he's um, yeah so he so he starts his career at Inter Milan um, and basically is where Flamengo yeah okay whatever but we really we don't care do we like let's be honest we don't care do you care about Flamengo he's, he's too young he's, he's too yeah no he's too young at this point yeah so Inter investor uh, Inter investor a good amount of money of him and we'll, we'll start with with his debut so his debut was wow. his debut was against his debut was against Real Madrid, um, and he he comes on and he really really impressed. I actually watched all of the highlights of, of the, they're all available on YouTube of him when he comes on, 
and he just takes the ball and he fucking runs at people. He um, he's got an unbelievable touch. He is built like a brick shit house. He's also six foot two and he's quick as fuck. Right, so he's just got everything going for him. Um, and then sort of the moment that sort of encapsulates the most is he, he gets a free kick on the edge of the area. And standing at this, bear in mind this is his debut. Standing over the free kick is Marco Matarazzi who's trying to take the ball off him initially, and then Clarence Seedorf is there, like Clarence Seedorf, Champions I had League, the exact same, Champions... I had the exact same train of thought. Mate, I was as if he's gonna do that. Champions League, the ball up off of those two. It like if you if you put put it into like to modern day things, it'd be like someone signing for. Man City, let's say, like some Man City signed a Brazilian for 10, 15 million and going to Kevin De Bruyne, Kev, just, just you, you park it a second, son, I'll let this one. <laughs> like against Real Madrid. And I know it's only a friendly, but, but still, you, you don't do that. And especially Sadov, ex Real Madrid as well, I'd imagine would want to sort of have a pop considering, and he had an absolute rifle as well. So I, I had, um, I thought the exact same thing. So I did a bit of research to see how many goals Clarence Adolf scored from a free kick. So in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm sure he's to wrap them in all the time. How many did he score in his whole career? Three. Okay, no, six. Oh. But <laughs> one one for Inter Milan. He's stepping over it. I was thinking, nah, he can't be taking the ball off of iconic free kick taker yeah. Clarence Adolf. Six. six free kicks that, yeah, that is, that's quite shit to be fair. I thought it would be more than that. Um, but he so, he, so he takes the ball off of both of them and he he just fucking leathers it. Like, I I, I, I love, I feel it's like stupid. football, do, I feel like I don't see this as much anymore. I don't feel like, cause it's like the camera can't keep up with it because he just hits it so hard. Absolutely leathers it. It must be the ball. It, there the must ball be something be, in it. It must be the heavier ball because you can't hit a ball like that. It's just stupid. I, in the 90s, people were just like whacking it so hard. It was sailing in the top corner. Do we? Um, do you remember Stephen Reed's goal? I think we spoke about this before on a podcast. Stephen yes. Reed's goal against Wigan. I, it's, it's, I'm going to tell you, Stephen Reed's goal against Wigan is slightly quicker than this, right? But one of the questions I'm going to ask you at the end is how quick did he actually hit? And it will blow your fucking mind. Um, <laughs> so... He just got, he scores an absolute screen run. I think from that point, the perception was right. He's going to really, really, really kick on from this. Um, I think as well in less so now, but I think maybe in the in the early two thousands, if you sign, if you're a big club that signs a Brazilian, you just automatically think they're just going to be shit hot, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You, you sign definitely any- after they've just won a World Cup. Yeah, they've got like a. a- the, the proper players that have come through are so good. Do you think in the next batch have got to fill their boots? So yeah, yeah, they've got. They, they, I think Kaka's just coming through at a similar time as well. Yeah. You you think yeah. you, you think you're, like, yeah, you're going to sign a, 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 an absolute monster? But um, he it works out okay, I suppose. We've got to remember at this point he is what twenty. He scores a goal. He scores a goal in he eight. He is games. so raw. Yeah, he is. So yeah, old. if you see him in that in in that Madrid game, the highlights, you can see it, can't you? His touch is a is a, it's quite heavy. Yeah, but he's you, just super quick, super powerful. You can also see there's but, something though. You when you watch seven and go yeah. right, there's something very good there. You you can see that's where yeah. it, that's sort of where it starts to happen. So he goes he goes on loan to Fiorentina. Now Fiorentina to me, I don't know what you think. I like a they're a big club that aren't quite a big mm. club. Like, yeah. If you were to go yeah. like, right, what's a what's a good place for you to to understand what it feels like to pay play for a big club? Fiorentina, I feel like, is a good barometer because it means a lot. 
it's a one there's one club in the city it's a big importance well Florence isn't massive but it's a big important city they've had some outstanding players through the years and you just think mm-hmm. right it's a good good level to be at and like you said it wasn't massively successful but it's still six what six and fifteen I think it was you got in the end yeah six and fifteen which isn't in the league it's not bad is it for a twenty year old no. I guess yeah, no. It's it's pretty good for yeah, coming across from Brazil. Yeah. Where he to be fair, in Brazil, he's still quite young, obviously, but he gets ten in twenty four. Yeah. So the standard of football is going to be a lot better in, in, in Syria at the time than it is in Brazil. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's yeah. For a loan spell as well, it probably doesn't start most of those games. Yeah, agreed. I don't I wonder who was in that I wonder who was in that side. I wonder who was in that Fiorentina side. There, there will be like some there'll be a couple of like um, there'll be a couple of like really good players I feel like in there that we have forgotten about I'm just trying to have a, in, well, in fact I'll tell you right no there wasn't they came 17th they came 17th and Adriano wow. was their top scorer he was their top so everything I just said about him maybe not starting that many games was absolutely a bollocks He's, he was their top scorer and he was their top scorer in all competitions as well that is fucking mental um, the only player in there that I think, like Angelo Palombo, do you remember him? And Enrico Chiesa, Palombo, so Fed, Federico, yeah. Federico Chiesa's, um, Federico Chiesa's dad. They also had um, Alexander Manninger at one point. <sighs> Jesus, wept. Who? Alexander Manninger. Do you remember him? He used to play for. Um, he used to play for. Who did Alexander Manninger used to play for? Arsenal. And um, he was at Liverpool relatively recently. Old uh, Austrian goalkeeper. That mate. What? <laughs> that, that summer. That summer they sold Toldo, Rui Costa, and probably the biggest of all of them, Thomas Repka. Wow! What? Absolute fucking psychopath. Yeah, fuck me. Who would you rather? Who would you rather get punched by, Adriano or Thomas Repka? Fucking hell. Um... Adriano. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm the he's, same. Oh, he's massive though, isn't he? I reckon Adriano's got a hard as fuck punch. Thomas Repka's an absolute psychopath though, because I feel like if he punched me, he'd probably try to kill me. Yeah. I, I feel like on those punch machines, they would both get north of 900. Like hard bastards. <laughs> um, and then he goes, so the Fiorentina spell, relatively successful. And then this is where, this is where Italian football is weird. So this is part of the co-ownership deal. So now he's like co-owned by Inter and Parma. <sighs> So Palmer pays something like eight point nine million to have a co-ownership, and then they have him for two years. Why? Why is that ever allowed, that, mate? That was an absolute nightmare when you were trying to sign players on Football Manager. Yeah, the old games like you have to put a bid into one club and then a bid into another club, and it was just a fucking pain in the ass. So I just never bothered doing it. So yeah, yeah it just what. I just, I just sound stinks of corruption, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's outlawed now. I remember Juan Cuadrado used to be a nightmare for it because he was really, really, really highly rated when he was younger, and just he was co-owned by Fiorentina and somebody in Juve. One of them would, I think it was Fiorentina, would never deal with Juve, so he never went. So Juve tried to sign him like three or four years. He then went to Chelsea mm-hmm. for six months, and then Juve signed him on loan. Oh yeah, Juve then signed him on loan. It's like. <laughs> bit weird um bit corrupty but who are we to judge right goes to palmer palmer at this point good side big side aren't they yeah they've been stripped of their superstars at this point haven't they yeah but still a 
but still a good side. Do you know what I mean? Like it's again, yeah. sort of similar to I'm double checking uh, if they come 17th in the league, right? If they come 17th, in the, they came nah, fifth. They didn't. They, they came, came fifth. fifth. Yeah, they came fifth. Yeah, so they had a a good side, a, a good side. Well, including fucking Hidetoshi Nakata or Nakata, Nakata, Nakata. Mate, how good was he? Mate, when I did the when I when I initially wanted to do this, some of the initial idea of doing this podcast was at the beginning of lockdown. He was the first person I researched. No, I never did a pod about him. Because I don't think he's very I good. I remember. I don't think he's very good. So, no, he's so if we have so, one as well, so, it. so when we do the Nakata podcast, it'll be ten minutes long. Actually, be forty minutes long. Thirty minutes of us talking about the week in football. Five minutes going. He's not that good. And then five minutes of just chatting shit. Um. So his time at Palmer. <laughs> so his time at Palmer successful. Like you said, he built up a strong relationship with who is it? You said he built a strong relationship with. Um, the raging baghead Adrian Mutu. <laughs> What a player! What a player, mate. He he was pretty. I, I, my 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 um memory must be warped because I remember everyone. He signed for quite a lot of money for Chelsea, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And um, from what I can remember, when he first moved, I thought he was. I thought he hit the ground running. He was quite good. Yeah, but maybe not because I think it failed. Obviously, got me because he got a ban. But yeah, um, yeah, he he struck up a good partnership with with uh Mewtwo. um. Yeah, he, um, he was just banging him in. Mutu was one of those as well that was always really successful in um was always really successful in Italy. Like had a really good time in Italy. He was good at Fiorentina as well. And mm. I think that Chelsea had a point where they were sort of like infatuated with signing Italian players. His Chelsea career is not too bad. Seven in thirty-four. It's great, but it's not oh That's pretty bad, mate. Yeah, shit actually, isn't it? I was just trying to be nice. That is dog shit. Do you know I've seen him play? That's I've seen him. I saw him play. I went to Romania. I saw him play okay. for Petrol Petrolul Ploesti. He was about he was about, nice. he was about twenty five stone when he was playing as well, but still had a great touch in that. Um, is he like Maradona in in, in Romania? Yeah, they, no, Haji is, but he's like the he's like of course he's like B Tech Maradona. Um, right, Palmer, good, yeah, great. Intergo, oh shit, shouldn't have done that. Should not have done that. Hold on, one, one one more thing, one more thing. Him okay. in the Palmer kit. Wow. Gorgeous. The, that Palmer kit, unreal. The champion one. Yeah. But also his boot selection. Ooh. Have you seen his boots he wears? No, I can't. The ones at Palmer, is it like the so, old, I imagine it's like the old Vapors. It's the oh, old Vapors. Yeah. I'm, you know I'm, the, I'm looking at them now. But it's not like, they're not too flash. The black ones with, with the white tick oh, and a little bit of blue on the heel. Oh, they yeah. could, they could be Mate. one of the best boots ever. That shirt could be one I of the best. I think we're gonna have to go ever. through his boots. He he used to Some wear of his boots at inner. Mate, it was the. Do you remember like the coppery orange vapors? Yeah. Oh, mate, they were unreal. And the red ones. The I used to have the Teleria, the fake versions of the red ones. They were so nice, like so so nice. He wears. When he goes to inner, he scores. We'll go for it. Go on. He, go, um, sorry, carry he, on with Inter. So. It, uh, yeah, I, I also think as well. One thing that I'm gonna, one thing that I'm excited about is he's he's cool as fuck, and he's in a lot of cool as fuck photos as well, isn't he? Mate, like he's yeah, he's like yeah, he's uh, he's a cool guy. So anyway, he goes so the co-ownership thing, <laughs> him and Cole Palmer. <laughs> he um he anyway he, it then goes back to Inter, twenty two million pounds. Um, 22 million pounds. He goes back to Inter in the January. So he's actually, he's at Palmer for two seasons, 18 months type thing. Um, 
and they take to him straight away. They love him straight away because he... Do you remember what he does in the first season? No worries no. if not. <laughs> so in the first <laughs> in the first season, he he plays um, uh, he plays sixteen times, scores nine goals, but he fires them to the Champions League. So in the final game of the, in the final game of the season, he fires them to the Champions League. They win two one away. Um, they win two one away on the final day, and I can't remember who I cannot remember who they play on the final day, but he scores. He scores his header where he gets up. He gets up just a little bit earlier than the than the other man and just like knocks it into the other corner. Scores, oh my god! Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Shirt off, stands there like that, like just joined, and the Inter fans are going fucking mad for him. And you were just like, I was watching it. I was like, I I wouldn't say uh, I'm definitely not emotional, but I was watching it and going, imagine being alive at this time and being so excited about this footballer, knowing what happens to him afterwards. Because if you were an interview, imagine if they had to check it. Oh, if that now they would have to check it for yeah. for a foul in the in the corner. Shambles. Be, it's just that ruins it, doesn't it? Yeah. He he, <sighs> he scores. Is this is um is this where he earns his nickname? Yeah. This is where it comes. The celebration. From. Yeah. The celebration comes from it because when when he does that. But I I just think that this is where hindsight hindsight's a wonderful thing and obviously a sad thing as well at points. But like it's you're just like oh fuck he's so he would have been so good. If you watch yeah. that now, like I like like I watch Jude like when I see I mean we we go back to Jude, but Jude highlights I see him and I go fucking I I am so excited about that because he's English. Yeah, but imagine being like an Inter fan at that point and being like, oh my god, like yeah, we just come forth and our squad is actually quite poor at this point, but look at this fella, like he is he is going to take us right to the top. Yeah, like yeah, especially when you've got people like Zanetti saying. Um, that he is going to be the new Ronaldo. Yeah. Like when your club captain comes out and says something like that yeah. about a player, you've, you're just, that's going to fill you with excitement in it. Yeah. hundred percent. Especially someone as loved and as trusted as Zanetti as well. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, and it gets onto, we'll get onto the sad point at another point, but he does that, loves it, becomes a legend, shock. And then next season, he goes and bags 28. Goes and bags twenty eight the next season across all competitions. I mean, like, it's just it's just unreal, isn't it? Like, it's it's, it's he's what at this point what he's twenty one, twenty two, and he goes and bags twenty eight mm. goals in arguably at that point what is the most difficult league in the world at such a young age in such a new place. Like, yeah, it's it it was yeah unreal. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, sorry, I thought you, I thought you were going to jump in then, but it's, but it's fine. I don't, don't worry about it. Don't know. Um, he scores. Yeah, sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Um, scores shit loads in Europe. Scores loads in the league. Sixteen and thirty in the league. Ten and nine in Europe. Like just on fire. Doesn't win the league though. Doesn't win the league though, which is obviously a little bit disappointing. Um, but then that sort of that summer out like into that summer sorry at the end of his first season into the next year I think when we're thinking about his success and the things he did well you probably look more at Brazil didn't you yeah and I think this is the bit where it seems like he's on the cusp of greatness yeah so so yeah they it's really weird that the Brazil the Brazil 
situation. So they've just obviously just won the World Cup. Yeah, they've got this. They've got this massive array of talent. Yeah, that, that was are seemingly in their peaks, right? So you've got um, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Um, who else did they have? Kaka, at the time? Kaka's coming Rivaldo. through. Rivaldo, Kaka. Yeah, all of them are left out. Yeah, of the. Um, Copper America. America. Yeah. Copper America. Yeah, Copper America. Um, and they go with Adriano up front in place of Ronaldo. So they're heir to the throne almost, as you might say. Yeah. Um, bold. First key point. Very bold. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Bold decision. Bold decision. From, oh, I thought you were just. Manager. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I actually thought you were just going, oh, he's bold. I was like, yeah, he is bold. No, that was. That was a question for you, like bold. Oh Jesus, sorry, sorry. Mate, shocking. Sorry. I thought you were saying bold as in he is bold. I was like, yeah, he is bold. You're right. Um, yeah, huge. Yeah, huge decision. I mean, the Copa America is not like a fucking Mickey Mouse cup. Do you know what I mean? It's not the end of Toto. It's a, it's a big thing. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine Southgate for the Euros goes? Um, okay, so I've decided for the Euros. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave Harry at home. Uh, I'm also going to leave uh, Jude at home uh, and Kieran Trippier at home. So, what do you think? About- <laughs> that was a terrible impression of Southgate, wasn't it? But that was bad. Why yeah. is Kieran Trippier being left at home anyway? Because he's old. Because he's old and he's a really good right back. Um, anyway, so- he's going to give Mitchell a chance. He's going to give who? Tyreek Mitchell. Mitchell a chance at right back. Fifty million to Man United incoming. Um, but yeah, he's, yep. so, so he, he drops all of them. Um, and leaves them all at home, like leaves those of them at home. But then Adriana, big Adriana just goes and takes a piss, doesn't he? Absolutely fucking takes the piss. Yeah. To put it to put it to put it bluntly bluntly. Um yeah, he's unreal. He's absolutely flying at the start. Um does he score a hat trick in his first game? Yup. Uh so you have no yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Ha- yeah, hat trick in his first game, he scores three against Peru. Scores two against Mexico. In the semis, he's Make scored. Sorry. In the semis, does he score? Sorry, does he not on. score? He does. Yeah. What about in the final? He does. What minute does he score in the final, Dono? He scores in the 87th minute. <laughs> no. 93rd. He scores, in the, he scores in the 93rd minute taking the penalties. Scores in the 93rd minute taking against. Argentina, so their biggest rival. I want. I, I'm. I can't bother to look, but I'm, I imagine that Argentina side is half decent as well at that point. This might be the point where they're like. Can they left anyone at home? Probably. Um, imagine losing to your rivals after the manager decides he's going to leave the superstars at home and take the the young the the young ones with him because they've just won a World Cup. So why take the best team in the world? Take the under twenty ones. To the second biggest national tournament, they have to they have to win against your rivals in the final, and like, the heir to the throne pops up. Yeah, is there a part of you that respects that a little bit? Yeah, massively. I think that's such a that's such a fucking big dick move. Yeah, like who? No one would do that. Nah. Imagine no Gareth Southgate would never do something like that. Nah. But then again, the press would absolutely crucify him if he did something like that. Yeah. I'm having a look at their team now and I don't know if it's good or not good. Like like there's like they've got Tevez um but you're very young Tevez like Roberto Ayala, Gabriel Heinzer, Javier Saviola, Javier Mascherano, like some good players. It doesn't matter it's their biggest rival and they yeah. beat him in the final. But the sort of the 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 tragedy from all of this is where this is where it 
this is almost sort of where the beginning of the end sort of kind of happens a little bit. Um, so he's just won the final. Yeah. He's so he, so he won the final on penalties. Did they won the they went to penalties? Yeah. They won on penalties. He scored seven the first penalty. Yeah. He scored seven in the whole. Sorry, he scored seven he scored in the whole seven. tournament. Fair yeah. enough. Good for him. Seven in seven penalties in the penalty oh, shootout. Shut up. He scored seven goals, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so gets the golden boot for the tournament. Yeah. He's being interviewed after the game. He dedicates it to his dad. He says, without my dad, I am nothing. Yeah. What happens next, Josh? His, his fucking dad dies in the August. His dad dies His dad dies in the August. And I think what, when you read the quotes, when you read the quotes from him and from others around him and stuff like that, it's like, I'll give you examples. So a quote from him was, my love, my love for football was never the same. He basically said he did everything for his dad and he did everything for money. And he said he's, he, he, he was absolutely fucking loaded by this point and his dad was dead, so he lost a lot of his motivation. And the, the, Zanetti, quote, the Zanetti quote does the rounds quite a bit on social media, but it's really poignant, so I'm going to read it again. He says, he got a phone call from Brazil saying, Adri, dad is dead. I saw him in his room. He threw his phone and started screaming. You couldn't imagine that kind of scream. Since that day, Massimo Moratti, who's chairman of Inter, and myself watched over him like he was our little brother. He kept playing football. He kept scoring goals and pointing to the skies, dedicating his goals to his father. After that phone call, nothing was the same. His teammate, Ivan Cordova, spent one night with him and said, Adri, you're a mix of Ronaldo and Zlatan. Are you aware you've become the best player ever? And we did not succeed of pulling him out of his depression. Sad. Mad. Just so, just so sad. And it just shows that like, this is again. This sort of brings back to the point of doing this podcast is because I think a lot of the times now, maybe the younger generation see like a, a footballer as like a, they've got all of these abilities and these statistics. Like they look at FIFA cards and go, "Well, he's really fast. He's really good. He's really strong. He can his shooting. He's really clinical. Why is he not an unbelievable footballer?" And I think you, there's so much going on outside, and obviously in his case, like it, it. Short in the short, it actually doesn't fuck his career up, but in the long term, it obviously just ruins his career. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy because before we did it, I just assumed he kind of peters out. He has like a like a like a really short um, peak, and there's there's the only reason behind it is injuries and lack of form. But it's it's quite clear at this point is pivotal in his career taking a like a downward turn yeah um obviously in the like you say in the short it doesn't yeah but the the way he starts to live his life yeah starts to affect his football yeah so if you actually look at like the if you look at the um like his honors he actually wins Serie A two years on the bounce afterwards he wins Serie A in 2005 and 2006 and he plays in 2005 in the 0506 season, he plays 30 games, scores 13 goals. Season afterwards, he's a little bit more injured, 23 games and five goals. But when you read about sort of what he was like, it's just like he he just became an alcoholic, didn't he? Like drinking all the time. Yeah. Um, he 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 went on he he voluntarily went on unpaid leave to Brazil. He was like he would turn up drunk to training. He would just um, they would almost kind of expect him and not expect him. And I think what what is really sad is he's his career really is over at 24 this is but he's 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 dealing with this between the ages of 22 and 24 and he's a person who's just moved to a new country for two years like it's I can't imagine how his dad was 40 something his dad was really young as well it wasn't like an expected thing um yeah it's just really sad it's really really sad and I think it's it just 
I think it heightens people's love for him as well. You know, you were saying you think of him in a, in a way, I, I've always thought of him in a really, really high light, in a really high way, but... Yeah, because I don't really remember... I don't really remember him, like, other than being amazing. I don't yeah. remember, like... I, I've, obviously, we would have just been... I would have just been watching, like, um, Eurosport, yeah. whatever that show was I used to watch. Yeah. The goals one. You'd see him on that, and then all of a sudden, it was just like he was gone. Yeah. And then I remember, obviously, during 2010 when Inter go on to win the Champions League, he was still part of the squad, but obviously wasn't as involved. Yeah. Um, so at that point, you kind of see him, but you, it's just not, it's just no longer a key, a key part of the team anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is, it is really sad. Yeah, it's, it is. Let's, let's, we, we've spoken about the sad parts, right? I just want to talk about a couple of his goals. Right? I just want to talk about a couple of his oh, goals. Yeah. Right. So I'm just going to say, there's, there's, there's a, Oh, it is. I can't. Oh, I can't remember who it's against. I can't remember who it's against. Verona. It's two thousand six, two thousand seven season, right? He scores a goal against the Verona, where he picks up the ball and he he drops his shoulder, comes out to the left hand side of the box, and just fucking lasers one from like the dumbest <laughs> angle ever. Like the angle that, like I was like. Yeah. I was watching the I was watching the clip going, he can't score from here. Like, how is he scoring from here? He <laughs> looks like a cross. Yeah, he looks like a cross. It's just an But absolute, it's not. It's a bullet. It's an absolute bullet. Yeah. Um his goal against Roma in the Coppa Italia final. Do you remember that one? Even Pierre Luigi yeah. was like, after he scored that, it is an absolute rocket. He must be 30 yards out. You can see how he earned 99. Was it 99? I think it was 99. Yeah. 99. Shock um, power. Shock power. Yeah. On um, Pez. Um, <laughs> it's so, the, the, sh the, shoot, the shooting is just off the head. It's mad. But I will say one thing, incredibly left-footed. Yeah, he was. He was so left-footed. I picked that up. He he doesn't really score with his right foot. But when your left foot's that good, what's the point in using your right? If you've got a 99 shot power left foot yeah. and a 78 shot power right foot, you're going to shoot yeah. your left, aren't you? Yeah, leave that at home. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that's like going on. One, I'm, that's like going on. I'm playing around a golf. Right, I've got a really long drive. Should I take the putter or the driver? You're always going to take the driver, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? He's not going to be putting from there. <laughs> um, Driving on the green. And the the weird the weird thing is as well is that he's um, the Coppa Italia, which I found really weird because I was re researching this afterwards. Used to be a two legged final. How fucking weird is that? So the goal he scores is a he scores two in the Coppa Italia final first round. <laughs> How stupid! He got rid of it in two thousand seven. Thank round. God. Yeah, so weird. Um, there's one against. Uh, there's a goal when he's in. Oh, mate, the kit, the yellow, the like the the yellow kit that kind of looks like yeah. When you went to primary <laughs> school, when you went to primary school and you were painting in yellow paint, and you went home and you were like, oh, could, mum, can you wash this? And it comes out and it's still yellow, but also with white bits in it. <laughs> it was that colour, but there's a goal against Perugia, he scores there, where he just takes the piss. One guy goes to a slide tackle and he's just like, see you later, like absolutely gone. Um, and I, so the one where he runs the length of the pitch? Yeah, no, that is... That, and then... Uh, no, the one where he gets the length of the pitch is Atalanta, I believe. Oh, no, no, yeah. I know the Perugia one. It's like, the keeper comes out and you yeah. think, oh, he's just going to dink it over the keeper. He doesn't, he like curls it around yeah. him. It's really, little it's a weird technique. Yeah, the little chop and then he gets it in like that. Um, uh, And yeah, he's, the, and I think that looking at his goals as well, you can see the variation in the type of footballer he was. He could literally, he could literally do anything. 
I mean, the the fact that someone said you're a mix of Zlatan and Ronaldo is proof that he can do anything. But you, when you watch his goals, you go, "Yeah, my God, he is that he this guy doesn't have a this guy doesn't have a flaw. Like everything he does is great." And I think, I mean, for me personally, my favorite, my favorite, and this is like, hold on, before you say it, can I tell you? Can I say what mine is? To yeah, see if it's going to be the same. Yeah, go on. Champions League. Yeah. Porto. No, it's not the same. That's not the same. Oh. Great goal, though. Did you, did you, yeah. That is the best goal. Yeah, that technique is unreal. Yeah, unreal. That is that is a great goal. But I think my, my favourite is like the my favourite is him, his goal against Milan, his header against Milan, and in the really? derby. Yeah, I think it is my favourite header against Milan, the derby, for a few reasons. The one of them is. I just you you can see when he celebrates, you can just see that he's not okay. Yeah, I think when you watch, you go, "Ah, oh, he's not okay," but he brings the like he the the ground absolutely erupts. But the thing is, is he wins the header by beating Bobo Vieri, like into Milan yeah. legend who is now playing for AC Milan. He beats him, who is a who was a monster in the air, beats him in the air to win the header, and like the whole place just absolutely erupts. And th- at this point, that's where there is a, there is like a, Milan is still seen as like the, it, less so in Italy now, but at that point in time, Milan are sort of seen as like Man United were back in the day. Milan and Juventus always yeah. had, Milan and Juventus always had that a little bit more where they were the Man Uniteds and the Liverpools of Italy, where they were seen on a bit of a superior plane. Um And now with it, like, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is great. Like I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I don't think it's his best it's goal, but it's my favorite goal itself. Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, so the Porto one, yeah, the technique—that's the best one, I'd say. Talk to me. Talk so me through it. Talk me ball. through it. <laughs> All right. So he receives the ball, right hand side of the box. Yeah, on his right foot. You instantly you're thinking all he's got to do is smash it with his right foot across the goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Takes a touch of his, I think it's his right, onto his left. Yeah. So he's not, he's, his body's not open up to cut to, to curl it on his left across goal. Instead, he takes it on his left, goalkeeper's near post. He curls the ball with the outside of his left boot into the top corner oh, around yeah. the goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Sublime. Unreal. Unreal. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I saw that and I thought that that technique is just stupid. Yeah. Because you don't really see. They really see players scoring with the outside of their boot. No, well, you do. You do on the new FIFA. And it's annoying as fuck. But you don't. But you're right. But you are right. You don't see it that often. Um, yeah. What a let. I mean, what a player. I mean, let's let's uh, something we brought up earlier as well. Let's talk about his boots, mate. He so the boots in that goal. Yeah. So that 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 whole that whole goal. The picture of it is amazing. The yeah. kit, the white inner kit. I think it's the two, I think it's the the total ninety one. Oh, white, blue, and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah, yeah, beauty. Um, the names and numbers on the back of those shirts at the time as well was when so that, nice. The like print the, is just—it's so like they nice. all had the thing on the top, didn't they? Across like the the yeah. shoulder blades, it was a different color, and then it was like the oh, the blue and then the white underneath. So they had—he's he's wearing that kit. He's yeah. got the the what the boots you talk about earlier, the vapors with the the copper with the black oh, tick, yeah, and the black lines on it, yeah. That unreal, and then man. yeah, outside of the left boot, unreal. Did, would you would you think 
when I was younger, if I saw a player in Vapors, I thought they were really yep. good. Even if it was like down a yeah, oh, yeah. even like Saturday football, I'd be like, oh shit, he's going to be good. He's got Vapors on. You couldn't, you couldn't even go and buy a pair of Vapors unless you, you were told that you were really good. Like I would, I was fucking shit. There was absolutely no way in a million years I was going to go out and buy a pair of Vapors. Mate, I had a pair. You'd have of- to be either absolutely rapid. Yeah. Or unbelievable, man! I was a podgy little, I was a podgy little goalkeeper, and I had a pair of Telarias, which were like the fake ones. And I genuinely remember after I bought those Telarias, which were like obviously the fake vapors, the red ones, they were stunners though. After I bought them, the next pair of boots I bought were Puma Kings because I thought I need to bring myself, <laughs> I was like, I need to bring myself back down to reality here. I, I was like, I, I can't be, a, I can't be a little fat goalkeeper wearing. Like vapors, How old were probably. you when you made that realization that you have to wear Puma Kings? About twelve, genuinely about twelve. Mate. That is mental, isn't it? That's that is pretty. That's quite sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone's de- obviously gone to you like, oh, mate, you're fucking shit. While you were in fake vapors, you're gone. Ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not wearing these. Yeah, mate, mate, the right, mate. It's not a counselling session. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I haven't bought a pair of vapors since. I bought those fake ones. Me and you both had them. What are they called? They weren't vapors. They were, um, yeah, they were, they like, were like, they were like, whatever. They were like the CTR 360s, aren't they? But like the fake versions of them, Phantom Venoms, but fake ones anyway. They were pink as well. What are we playing at? <laughs> um, so embarrassing. Yeah. They're, they're nice boots, though. I'm going to bring up another pair of boots as well, right? 2006 World Cup, that Brazil side, that the Magic Quartet, Kaka. Kaka, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, and Adriano. And Ronaldo and Adriano wore the yellow and green vapors that match the yellow and green kit. Unbelievable oh. boots, mate. Unbelievable boots. They were so nice. Yeah, they were unbelievable. And what did um so Ronaldinho No, Ronaldinho didn't wear. No, Ronaldinho didn't. Ronaldinho wore. had the Ronaldinho had the run, the Ronaldinho's at that point. He had like the Did he? Yeah, he had Did he not wear the total nineties? No, no, no. He had the Tiempos. He had the Do you remember oh, they no, made no, the no, black no, and white no, Tiempos? No. They remade them and then Ronaldinho had like the Ronaldinho Tiempos. Kaka was wearing preds. Kaka, yeah. Kaka used to wear preds think, at that point. Or he might, he, nah, he wasn't quite at pure stage, I don't think then. He was in preds, I think. But Ronaldo and Adriano both wore well, the yellow was. and green. Adriano and Ronaldo both wore the yellow and green vapors. Different gravy, mate. When was he wearing the Total 90s? Must have been the Copper America. No, because no, he didn't go. Total, oh. total, mate, Total 90s will have been like early Barcelona 2002 World Cup days. Because those tempos, those tempos came out in his first season, I think. So I think I had a pair of them as well. well Did you? They were well nice boots. Yeah, they were well nice, but I could get away with them because they were black and white. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not wearing like red vapors. Um, yeah, no. So, I mean, should we should we just like briefly about the next part of his career? So when he went to so the 2006-2007 season before he went back to Brazil, um, he that's when he was he took unpaid leave. He was drinking loads. Uh, he went back to Sao Paulo, who had a Reebok kit, who it's, which is something you don't see that often. It's lush as well, by the way. Proper nice kit. Um, scored two on his debut. So everyone's thinking, all right, okay, maybe he just needed to get away from Italy. Um, and maybe the fact he was being homesick was the reason he wasn't very good. Uh, and then a month later, he gets sent off a headbutt someone. Which they <laughs> which they initially tried to they initially tried to suspend him for the whole entire season, but they only managed to suspend him for two games, and then he gets kicked out. Then then he go then then their owner goes. I think it's better that he leaves Inter. Um, yeah, I mean he's turning up to training drunk as well, isn't he? So yeah. you can't you do stuff something like that. It's it's 
for, for his own sake, it's probably best that they sent him back. Yeah. Um, it, it, it must have been such a hard person to train with yeah. as a professional, coming in drunk, yeah. playing probably every week by the sounds of it, yeah. um, and then behaving like that in a game. Is, you're gonna t- the players are going to turn to each other and go, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, yeah. He shouldn't be playing football. And it's it's different to now, isn't it? Where if that happened now, I think someone like people would pull him to the side and be like, "Are oh, you all right, mate? Like, what's happening? What's going on?" Whereas then it's like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah, it sounds like if he'd been maybe say here, yeah, if he'd been a player now, he probably would have he probably would have a better support network around him from yeah. a club perspective. Yeah, but it sounds like the inner owner thought it would be a good idea just to send him back home because yeah. he's where he wanted to be. Yeah, and I don't but I don't think he's done the it wrong was kind thing. of like out of like out of mind, wasn't it? But I also think as well, if you look at like he he's in a he he's in a difficult position that he's kind of he's made himself, but he's in a difficult position in the sense of he goes to Sao Paulo and he's the big dog because he still is Adriano. Like he has just played for Brazil at the World Cup and he is still extremely highly rated. Um or mm-hmm. he goes to Inter where he's fighting with he's got no motivation, but he's fighting to play ahead of Hernan Crespo who's scoring a lot of goals. Julio Cruz, who is a half decent striker, but Zlatan, which is the main one, and he's not gonna he's not gonna get in ahead of he he wasn't gonna get in ahead of those two without putting any effort in. So yeah. a really tough time for him. And then after that, after that, it's just I mean, as well, Mancini's his manager. Mancini's notoriously really difficult to is a disciplinarian. I can't imagine that Mancini likes him at all. Well, I know he didn't like him um, at all. So um, so he goes back to Inter. Inter really, really want to keep him. He wants to go. He hangs around for a little bit. Uh, he hangs around for sort of half season, gets three goals in 12 games. Uh, and then that's sort of, that's the beginning of the end, kind of. Goes to Sao Paulo on loan, never plays. Uh, no, sorry, goes to, sorry, that's what I've, I've read that wrong. It, it, at Inter, they then sell him to Flamengo. Flamengo goes 19 and 30. They win the Brazilian league. So, hey. It's mad, isn't it? He he he's like he goes to Flamengo and it's like like it's like the biggest thing ever. They sold I think it they said they sold fifty thousand extra tickets yeah. on top of what they would have normally sold for his first game. Mad, so he must have just been <laughs> must have been feeling the love, but that's that record is is pretty impressive yeah. considering where he's been in the past couple of years to then just turn up and just 19 goals yeah win the league it's mental yeah quality um and then it's all downhill he gets linked to west ham he gets linked to west ham he gets linked to man city they both go for him they both have conversations with him interested um but he basically because he was so big they just decided not to pursue any of it neither of them because he was just so heavy um he then roma tried to get him back it doesn't work he then goes back to brazil it doesn't work then he like said he goes to miami and it sort of fades off um but i just wanted to i just wanted to read a couple more quotes i had about him um first one's from Mourinho. so Mourinho is his manager for half a season before he goes away he said inter have done everything they can to help adriano before i arrived and with me as a coach and a human being so have the president and his teammates the important thing that is that he's happy. If he's happy like this and you lose him, he doesn't play for Inter anymore, but the man is happy, that's perfect. And I think like, I feel like Mourinho has like a proper compassionate side that yeah. doesn't get flagged up enough. And obviously he's not happy, but he's, I do genuinely think that Mourinho plays up for the press. Mourinho obviously plays up for the press a lot, but I do genuinely think he would think if he's okay, like fine. Because he's not much, too much yeah. of an asset to him at that point anyway. <laughs> no, and I think 
he, I know you're saying he's playing up to the press, but I think that goes goes, goes beyond football a little bit. Yeah, and definitely. I wasn't surprised to, to, to hear when he said that. Um, and I'm going to read the last one by a guy who I think is, I mean, I think is the best. I think he's arguably one of the best abouts when it comes to journalists. Tim Vickery. Oh, I love Tim Vickery. Whenever he talks about stuff, I think he's, mm. he's, he's really good. And he's, he, his quote about him that he wrote was, for all of his physical strength, there is something of the lost sweet-eyed child in Adriano. It became apparent after the premature loss of his father, Adriano confessed that he was terrified by the thought of becoming the man of the family. There was something else. His greatest motivations to play football were to make his father happy and of course to make money. With his father gone and his bank balance bulging, what was the point? The sacrifices of the life of an athlete, once part of his routine, were now an unbearable limitation. Why bother with training when he could drink, either to mourn the loss of his dad or to celebrate the fact that he could buy all of the drink he wanted? The tragedy, of course, is that their talent has a sell-by date. Adriano's talent has a sell-by date. In a decade's time, someone like Adriano will be able to go wherever he likes, with whoever he likes, to wherever he likes, but he will surely feel better about himself and he can legitimately believe that he could take his footballing talent as far as it could go. I read that and I was like... Ooh. Like, <clears throat> made me also think about um, the question that we had on the mailbag about players that haven't quite fulfilled their potential. Yeah, he definitely felt definitely fits into that mold. Yeah, he he's like his 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 best period was done by the time he's twenty four. He was outstanding it's, until yeah. the age of twenty four, which is just mental. He was so good for obviously like the the inconsistencies, but he was so good for three, four years from the ages of 21 to 24, which is just crazy. I remember having a shoot magazine, shoot annual. Most of the shoot annual 2005 or the match annual, you know, they were like, wowzers, this guy's mega class and stuff like that. And one <laughs> him, they were like, we reckon he's going to be the best striker in the world. And it was a picture of him holding the golden boot at the Copper America. I can remember it vividly. Um, so that's, I mean, that's him. That's him. So, the, in answer to the question, mate, how good was Adriano? Like, overrated or underrated? What do you think? Um, I'm gonna say underrated. Okay. Why? Um, because he's he he's definitely not overrated. Mate, well, maybe he was overrated actually. Actually, no, yeah, I'm going to say overrated. Okay. Not in the sense that I th I think people um, say he was he's better than he was. I think he was he was dubbed as the new Ronaldo. Unless you're going to be better than the new Ronaldo, you're, you're never going to live up to that, are you? And yeah. there's not many players that have, especially number nines, that have exceeded him yeah. since. So, yeah, I think... That's such a hard question, man. Uh, overrated. Yeah, I agree. I actually agree with you a hundred percent. I think he's. I think that you've you 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 love falling in love with like um. There's a there's a really nice piece of terminology, but I can't think what it is. It's like a rogue, like a like a rogue spirit, or like a what's it called? Like a tainted genius. Like we like we love Paul Gascoigne. Like, yeah, you, you, the lovable love, rogue. Yeah, that's the lovable rogue. That's the one. And I think. Not not out of choice. I don't think it's his own choice. Tragedy and depression has caused it. But I think that we, he's seen as a great to some people and he probably mm. should have been and probably would have been if everything didn't happen. But he's, he is an outstanding... Sorry, this, this, like I said, feels really harsh. He's an outstanding striker. But if you compare his career to other outstanding strikers, like it's just not as good on paper. Like on no. paper... 
I love I like, like I said, love Rogue. I, I I love him and I think he's a he's a great bloke. Um like not that I know him. But as in like what I read about him, I feel like I I feel real, real, real sympathy for him. And looking at him as a player, if you could have him for a season, I'd pick him above a, a, like the majority of strikers. But when you look at his career as a whole, you think it just wasn't quite all there. Which is really sad. Yeah. It is really sad. I think um as a striker, he had everything. Yeah. Like he was so physical, quick, technically gifted. It's just a real shame that yeah. his life kind of went the way it did. And as a result, he just didn't live up to his live up to his potential. Um Yeah. Sad, it's, I-, the, I think the sad thing is, is cause cause he's obviously come from such humble beginnings and it he kind of wears it on his sleeve with the way he plays as well. Um you feel you kind of feel like an affinity towards him. Yeah. So when you see him play and you think, wow, what a player. It's like you, you can I'm not saying I can relate to someone that's lived in the, the favelas of Brazil, but you're like, it's just the everyman. You want him to do well, don't you? You want the everyman in the yeah. even, even like you take it today, Andrew Postacoglu comes across really well like an everyman and everyone's like, oh I fucking love Andrew Postacoglu. Me included, I think. But I have no idea what his, what his upbringing is like. It's no, just the way he either. speaks. Yeah, he just speaks like a normal human being as opposed to an entirely pretentious person at Arteta. So you just kind of want him to do well. Right, next question is, um, before I go on to the questions I've actually sort of made for you, um, how much do you think he'd be worth in today's market? Let's say post-Copper America. Oh, okay, wow. Um, so he's at Inter. Yeah. He They've just won the Serie A. No, they've no. They he's, the he's, no, they hadn't won the Serie A, but he just scored eighteen goals and just top scored at Copa America, and he is twenty-two at this point. Yeah, twenty-two. Okay, so he's at Inter. Current modern. Sorry, say? sorry, sorry. Let me. Let me sorry, I'm going to rephrase now. I'm going to rephrase that. Right. So he's just won the Copa America, and then he's had the season where he scores twenty-eight and forty-two, but nothing happened with his dad. So you didn't. So like the the his dad was fine. Okay. How much would you have paid at that point? Um, I reckon the, the current market, yeah, the potential he's got at that point, two hundred, maybe two hundred million. Yeah, no, that's pretty high. Isn't it? I thought, mate, I become thought the first ever two hundred million pound player. No, nah, not the first. Neymar is, and Mbappe are. Oh, that doesn't count, does but, it? But I, th- well, I, 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 I was going to say one hundred and eighty. I was thinking like a similar because you actually like, yeah. You take it in the current market, right? How much are Napoli going to get for Aussie men? So yeah, so we're taking yeah we're taking out Saudi money, those transfers. Was it Bappe to BSG two hundred million? Yeah, I think so. It might have been one hundred and eighty something. Neymar okay, was two hundred and twenty-three, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So that was just like a yeah, um, yeah. So around that then, say so, so around the two hundred mark. Um, and I think he's going to Real Madrid. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. I think. Could you imagine Real Madrid now if they had Jude in behind, um, Jude in behind a um, a front two that has? Wait, sorry, give me a second. Jude in behind a front two that has Vinicius and Rodrigo either side, all Brazilians. It'd just be. It'd be a joke. He'd score. I think in today's game yeah. as well, he'd score apps. I think he scored way more today than he would previously. I think the only other club that would buy a player that scores that many goals from Serie A would be Chelsea. Yeah, agreed. 
Because like, like Osimhen, what? Osimhen, they're quoting 150, 160 million. And Osimhen's stock is obviously very high, but I would I would bet that Adriano's stock, if in the current, if like obviously all in hindsight, he was around in 2023, would be higher. Yeah, I think. agreed. And I think, yeah, at his peak, he's probably a better player than Osimhen is now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Right. I've got five questions for you about him. You ready? Yeah. Right. Question number one. Who did he play most games with? As a striker, as a partnership. No, no, no. As in, like, what player did he share the pitch with the most amount of times? If you want three options, Zanetti. I'll give you three options. Yeah, correct. Well done. Yeah, Zanetti. Zanetti was number one. Nice. Right. Next question. How fast was <laughs> how fast was the ball kicked again? Uh, ball kicked in that free kick he scored against Real Madrid. Was it ninety five miles an hour, hundred miles an hour, or one hundred and five miles an hour? One hundred and five miles per hour. Yep. You. Could, I did actually know that. I, I I did that research, mate. You could get. You could get an Adriano free kick from London to like York in two hours. I don't know how long it's going to take on the train, but you could get on the back of an Adriano free kick. 105 miles an hour. That is mental, isn't it? That is so fast. How the f- how do they measure it? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. But 105 miles an hour is... We're, 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 look, I don't want to question the validity of it. It sounds great, so I'm sticking with it. Um, as fast as a steam train right next question you've mentioned this a couple of times Adriano famously had 99 shot power on Pez 6 alright what was his shot accuracy was it 79 89 <laughs> or 99 uh, I'm going to say 89 yeah correct it was 89 nice. famously had 90, he had 90 attack 99 shot power 89 shot accuracy and he was like 98 so balance. Stupid. 98 balance never fell over. <laughs> so you couldn't knock him over. <laughs> if he shot from anywhere on the pitch, it's probably going to go in. Yeah, he was unreal, wasn't he? Um, what a game, man. Right. Who scored more goals for Brazil? Adriano or Luis Fabiano? What a player Luis Fabiano was, by the way. I loved him. Oh, I feel like Luis Fabiano had quite a long stint as Brazil's number nine. Probably because Adriano fell out of favour. Right, I'm gonna. I can. I'll tell um, you. I'll tell you how many games both of them played for Brazil. All right, you have to bear with me for two seconds. But Adriano, Adriano played 48 times for Brazil. Right, Luis yeah. Fabiano played 45 times for Brazil. So Adriano actually wow. played more than Luis Fabiano. I'm quite surprised by that. I feel like. Luis Fabiano had a lot more caps than that. Yeah, but he, um, his his career sort of faded off to right towards the end, and then Fred came in, didn't he? Neymar loved Fred, and then Fred came in and started playing ahead of him. He was dog shit, wasn't he? He was pony. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, in the interest of the podcast, Adriano. Okay, so Adriano in 48 games scored 27 goals. Great record in a national record, by the way. That is good. Yeah, that's Luis really Fabiano good. in 45 games scored 28 goals, which is a slightly better one. Scored one more goal than him. Wow. And the last question this is always the most difficult true or false. When he ended his football career, he true or false. When he ended his football career, he spent three months in Philippines where he was a bouncer in a nightclub called Joga Benito that was owned by Ed Milson, Diego, Fred, and Hans Molman. True. Not false. Good guess, but false. Oh, yeah, good guess. Unlucky. Right. Who's right. Hans Moorman? 
<laughs> the short little the short little old guy from The Simpsons. What <laughs> <I thought> so? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30 years old. Are you sure it's not true? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's not true. Mate, we've gone on for ages, hour and a half. Wow. If you've got to this wow. point in the podcast, well done you. We need to get the producer to chop this up a little bit, nah, maybe. Nah, 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 nah. Fire away. All or nothing. Right, I'm going to... Right, we'll, we'll, well, we'll finish here. So, I mean, if all goes well, you should be listening to this the same week that you are listening to The Mailbag, which you've already listened to. If you haven't listened to The Mailbag... Oh, another one. You're a joke, If you haven't listened to The Mailbag, listen to The Mailbag once you finish listening to this. All right? So, oh, Jesus. That was, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just a bit aggressive at the end. Um, but like all the standard like podcaster things like like and subscribe to us on all of like the on all of the podcast channels like Spotify and stuff like that give us a five star review you'll know when the new pods come out we're, we're going to be consistent now we've changed it we're going to be really consistent follow us on follow us on Instagram follow us on Instagram at matehgw see me and Dono and Lewis post some really nice vintage pictures of footballers that look really cool with some quirky captions and some uh, some good polls like is Anana better than Raya and what's your favourite VK um, it's been a pleasure it's been a pleasure I can't believe we're still talking I can't believe I'm still talking I've got a headache I genuinely have a headache I'm so glad I ate my dinner before we did this podcast I'm starving I haven't eaten you right? must be hungry yeah what did you have what did you have Chicken. for dinner Rice, vegetables. Fucking hell. Oh, mate. I, do you know what? As soon as I as soon as soon I was cooking it, I was like, really fucking hope he doesn't ask me on the podcast how, what I cook for dinner. Why? Because it was shit. And here we are. I could have just like, do you know what? I paused then because I was going to lie. I was going to say I had a fry up. Yeah, for a fry up or a pizza or a burger. Real dinner. Right. Don't forget, like, subscribe, at MateHGW. We love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs>